Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Wendelin Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rating review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, beautiful people. Yes, yes, yes. We are still talking about business boundaries, when to say yes, and how to say no to create a healthier relationship with your business. Previously, we talked about the litmus test and we asked ourselves a bunch of questions to dig a little deeper into what was really most important. This week, we are diving into the top must-have boundaries for successful business owners. So go ahead and grab your pens and notebooks. So while the litmus test and core values exercises that we did were helpful, there are some basic boundaries every business owner should put in place to ensure their day-to-day life and business operate smoothly. These don't necessarily have to do with opportunities, but they will help you manage your time, your energy, and your bandwidth so you have more time, energy, and bandwidth to devote to the opportunities that do meet your standards. Number one, and there's only two guys, two important ones. One, boundaries with clients and boundaries with yourself. So let's start with boundaries with clients. Whether you're a service provider, a coach, a consultant, it's important to set clear guidelines and expectations. It's important to set these up before there's a problem. For service providers, this will help so you don't have to either give in to a client's demand at your own detriment or ask for their forgiveness. For my coaches and consultants, this will give you peace of mind around any potential issues that might pop up. Set them ahead of time communicate them clearly and enforce them. The boundary conversation should ideally occur during the discovery phase, but definitely during the onboarding phase. They should also be repeated in an email or in a physical welcome packet. You can even go so far as to require an initial next to those boundaries if you list them in your contract. So there's no claim in ignorance when a problem or question arises. Trust me. I know repeating this in multiple places sounds like overkill, but trust me, it's necessary. Also, be confident in the boundaries that you set. You are solely in charge of how your business runs, not your clients. If they have a problem with one or more boundaries, let them find another person to work with. Those who look for something to nitpick on early in the onboarding process or who push back on your processes will continue to be problem clients throughout the journey of working with them. So be selective when choosing your clients. Pay attention to the red flags and do not second guess yourself. I cannot say that enough. Some client boundaries might include, but these are not limited. So of course you can build more. I just want to give you a starting point. Contracts that outline deliverables, expectations for both parties, and anything else that was advised to you by your attorney. 
communication expectations, like when a client should expect a response to an email or a phone call where they can and cannot contact you, what happens if they disappear or miss a meeting or a call or show up late all the time or other milestone, and what is expected on their end doing your work together. Sticking to your scope of work and letting a client know quickly if something has gone outside of scope. You should also know and have in writing, if you so choose, which is highly recommended, what you feel comfortable with in terms of communication. This is like what types of language and exchanges you will and will not tolerate and what you will and will not help clients with. For example, referring out when something goes outside of your expertise or what you feel comfortable dealing with. So those are some client boundaries. Now, the next one is boundaries with yourself. Since you are the business owner and the backbone of the business, you need to take care of your own physical and mental health. This is so important. You have to take these into serious consideration. How can you create boundaries that allow you to decompress and relax from your work? So here are a few must-haves. Set business hours. This was a huge, huge, difficult one for me because I love my work. I love the people I work with. And so I don't really see it as work. And so I would do it all the time if you let me, but I learned that is not feasible and it's not sustainable. So set business hours, decide when you will and won't work. Do you have set hours each day, each week, map them out on a calendar, put them on your website, get them in writing, make them visible somewhere. If you're a workaholic, Maybe talking to myself, post them in your office and set an alarm on your phone to wrap up your day. If you have to go get another phone, one that none of your clients have the number to, then do it. Ask me how I know. <laughs> and don't y'all come calling me asking me what's that other phone number because I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> set a work schedule and stick to it, right? Quit letting work spill into every other area of your life unless it's 100% necessary. Sometimes a product launch or a client's product launch will require late nights or weekend work and that's fine, but plan accordingly and let your family know the schedule. Otherwise, stick to your schedule so you can enjoy some downtime outside of your office and business hours. Don't take on more than you can reasonably handle client-wise. It's actually best to under-schedule yourself and overestimate how long it will take you to do something, right? Versus over-scheduling yourself and not being able to get it all done. So there's never any harm in turning down clients or giving them a great referral if you don't have the bandwidth. I love sending business to my biz besties. And then there's your business finances. What will you and won't you spend on? Don't fall prey to shiny object syndrome or you could wind up in debt and regret your purchases. Set up a schedule to review your monthly subscriptions and your software programs that renew monthly and annually. Do you really use all of these things or can those expenses be trimmed? Outsource to the experts. If you don't know how to do something, bring an expert on board to handle it for you. A bookkeeper and a CPA will both be useful keeping your finances in order and they can advise you if a purchase is going to be considered debt or business write-off and all the things. So know your own limits and hire accordingly. Don't give away all of your expertise for free. 
showing up and giving value on social media or in interviews is not bad. Just be strategic about it. Don't give away everything for free and make it more difficult for people to invest in your paid services and programs. Know that you don't have to show up to every single meeting. Say yes to anything outside your set work hours or take on any last minute emergencies or projects. You are in control. And when you have all of this laid out in your communications, it's going to be helpful. If you don't take rush work or don't respond to emergency emails or phone calls or any emails or texts or calls outside of certain hours, let it be known. Let it be known up front, right? No harm in that. Stick to your prices and packages. You don't have to customize your offers on a whim to suit everybody else. You created your packages the way you did for a reason. Trust yourself and it bears repeating. If a prospective client balks at a price or wants a custom package, they might not be your ideal client. You're under no obligation to sign them. And take time off. Plan a vacation. Close. Unplug on the holidays. Block them off on your calendar and stick to them no matter what pops up unless it's something you know aligns with your core values so deeply that you'd regret it. Arrange for a backup plan if your clients need it. Otherwise, enjoy your time off and don't do anything just because. Don't say yes to none ideal clients just because they asked. Don't take on clients just for the money unless, again, it's going to serve you in a way that aligns with your values in the end. Don't say yes to something because everybody else is doing it. You are in control. You think it through and make a clear, informed decision based on what's important to you right? Have clear limits on what you will and won't provide. Just because you were serving your clients doesn't mean you have to compromise your morals. If a request makes you hesitate or uncomfortable, go deeper. There is a good reason while you're questioning it. Trust yourself, right? You can set limits with your family and friends. Let them know about your work hours and any privacy rules that you need. If your sister keeps calling you all day during the workday, send her butt to voicemail, right? Forward your calls to your assistant who can be your gatekeeper during office hours. Decide how much technology and screen time you'll allow yourself to have. How many notifications do you want to show up on your phone? Because y'all know them notifications can get overwhelming, baby. You got the email, you got the text, you got the chat, you got the Slack, you got the apps, you got all the things, right? So if they are distracting, turn them jokers off. And only say yes to meetings with a clear purpose. You can also only accept meetings on specific days of the week during your business hours. Decide if you want to or physically can handle multiple Zoom calls in a day because y'all know them Zoom calls be popping, especially when they back to back. These are different than your standing calls with your clients, right? So take those into account when you're booking all these other meetings to avoid overwhelm and burnout. And schedule your client priorities around your priorities. If you don't put yourself first, nobody else is going to do it. 
And again, no explanations are needed if a client balks about it. Your time is valuable just like theirs and sticking to your boundaries will be an example for your clients. No doubt, you can probably think of a dozen more boundaries to implement. Each business will do things differently. So use this list as a starting point. Remember, you started your business because you wanted to create your dream life. You got tired of working for somebody else and doing all the grunt work for a lousy paycheck. There was something that you wanted more of. And running a business is not all unicorns and rainbows, as my coach Tasha would say, but boundaries can help you craft the life that you dream of. So remember that as you set your boundaries and do this work. Until next time, thanks for listening, beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.